There was a day when no sin was in the world. And because there was no sin in the world, there was no death in the world. And uh, death is just one of the most, uh, well, it is the most uh, just horrible, tragic, terrible things. And it affects us and affects the way we see life and, and it cuts short the lives of people. And, and uh, whether it be through sickness or accident or what have you, uh, death is just a reality that exists in this world, but it wasn't always the case. There was a time before sin entered the world where death did not coexist with mankind. And man had dominion over the earth. God gave man dominion over the earth. And man exercised that dominion over the earth. And he was in communion with God. There was no, there was no blockade to his communion with God. And he was able to enjoy the earth that God had given him. And God, in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, the Bible describes that God had planted a garden eastward in Eden, had given that unto the man, had charged man with the responsibility of tending to that garden, maintaining it, keeping it. And of course, as you know, Eve was deceived, Adam disobeyed, sin entered the world, and death by sin. So because man brought death into the world, man, it fell to man to somehow uh, eradicate death from the world. But no man is a match for death itself. But thank God that God himself was manifest in the flesh. And while we may not have been a match, God was able to step down into our likeness. Hallelujah. He became one of us. We have a high priest who can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, the Bible says. He understands what you are going through. He understands who you are. And he came down to fight this battle for you, this battle against death, against the powers of death. And we understand, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, some of the accomplices of death. Some of those who are with death, if you please. We'll read about those here in a little bit. But, but we thank God that God came into this world as the only begotten Son of God. And He confronted death by confronting sin. And by overcoming sin, He overcame death. When he died upon the cross, he died upon the cross as a sinless man, as a spotless lamb, without blemish, without spot, without sin. And because of that, death had no jurisdiction over him. Hallelujah. And so it is that that we have victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1 and verse Uh, 26, the Bible says, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. He's describing this mystery of godliness, this mystery of hope, this mystery of salvation. It was hid 
for generations and ages, but it was made manifest through Jesus Christ to the saints of God, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is, and here it is, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now that hope of glory is the hope that we will be able to return to that place where there is no more death, where there is no more sickness, where there is no more pain, where there is no more sorrow, where there is no more sighing. Hallelujah. Where there is no more disillusionment and confusion and all wickedness and all ungodliness is put away. And, and, and it's a place. It's a place called heaven. And it is a place that the Lord Jesus prepares for us. In John chapter 14, he explained, let not your hearts be troubled. Now you, you and I have to understand sometimes when our hearts become troubled, we should not let our hearts be troubled. We're going to read that here. John chapter 14, let's, let's read that. How many know that you can read the news for a few minutes and your heart can start to get troubled? You can, you can hear gossip and your heart can start to get troubled. You can, you can find out reports from the doctor and your heart can get troubled. You can have confrontation and encounters with, with people who, uh, who mean uh, to hurt you and, and, and mean to uh, somehow offend you and your heart can be troubled. But notice what Jesus said in John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Oh, hallelujah. I'm just going to read the rest because it's good stuff. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, Philip, and yet hast thou not known me? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? He was letting them know, I go to prepare a place for you. In my Father's house are many mansions. In other, room, in other words, there's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. There's room at the cross for you. God can save anybody. He wants to save everybody. And Jesus is saying, don't let your heart be troubled by the pain of this world. Don't let your heart be troubled by the pain inflicted upon you by others. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in me. 
I go to prepare a place for you. You have today a hope of glory. This is why as the church, we declare a message of hope. And I, and I just want you to understand something, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what you've lost, but you have not lost hope. If you have breath in your body, you have not lost hope. I want to make that abundantly clear. If you have breath in your body, if you're still living, you have hope in God. And it is Christ in us, the hope of glory. So we preach Christ in you. We preach, receive ye the Holy Ghost. We preach baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. We preach, repent, and turn from your wicked ways. There is a hope to be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is hope. Oh, hallelujah. Hear what I'm telling you today. I don't know what you're up against, but you have not lost hope. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so, so we, we, we thank God for that. He has prepared a place for us. This place upon which we stand and in which we live, this place is in a constant state of decline. People say all the time, oh, things just seem to be getting worse and worse. You got that right. They are in a perpetual state of decline. Things, things do decline over time and and in fact we are spiraling unto a place of uh, apocalyptic nature but we have hope in Jesus Christ and we place our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ we do not live according to the appetites of this world we do not live according to the to the whims of our fleshly appetites we don't follow after the lust of the flesh we don't follow after the lust of the eyes we don't live for the pride of life but we have our eyes set upon heaven and so the old songwriters the 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 early apostolic pentecostal people they used to sing about two things a, a lot of a lot of them they'd write their songs about about the blood of Jesus and they would write songs about heaven they'd say thank god for the blood In sin I wandered, sore and sad, with bleeding heart and aching head, till Jesus came and sweetly said, I'll take your sins away. Thank God for the blood. They would talk about, I see a crimson stream of blood that flows from Calvary. It's waves which reach the throne of God. They're sweeping over me. Somebody said uh, one time, they said, how did Bishop Haywood write a song like, I see a crimson stream of blood? And I said, well... It was rather quite simple. See, he, uh, he, uh, he saw a crimson stream of blood. He was praying and received a vision from the Lord. He was tucked away in his office praying and he was seeking the face of God. And God revealed to him by vision what the Bible describes as the precious blood of Jesus. And while he was envisioning this, he saw the the blood flow from Calvary all the way down to where he was. And they sweep, he said, would sweep over the throne of God. And they're sweeping over me. They reach the throne of God and are sweeping over me. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If you 
you tucked yourself away into the presence of God for a little while, you would see the glory of the Lord in your prayer life too. If you would tuck yourself away in His presence and seek His face, you would see the glory of God shine upon you. The hope of the glory of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, would rise upon you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, He has so much that He wants to reveal to us. He has so much that He wants to show us. It is the hope of glory. It is manifest to the saints of God. And it is a mystery to this world. This world does not understand it. But God has prepared a place for us. And we give Him praise for it. We thank Him for it. Now, I want you to know that God had already made this place. He had already prepared this place. The very first verse of the Bible, uh, God reveals this to us. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 simply uh, tells us, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. See, when God created the heaven, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what all that means, that God created the heaven. It is not within my brain capacity, nor yours or anyone else's. To understand fully what that means that God created the heaven. We know that it included the atmosphere of the earth. But it included so much beyond that. This word heaven is what reappears throughout the Hebrew texts. Concerning the the heaven that God has prepared. And it is referring to the heaven that he has prepared for us for all of eternity. It is an everlasting place that God prepared from before the foundation of the world. In the beginning, whenever that was, in the beginning, God. These are some of the most important words we'll ever read in the Bible. In, I mean, that, that word alone is so important. At the very first word of the Bible lets us know the priority of God has to do with internal things. In the beginning, God, I mean, you stop right there. If you don't believe that part, then none of the rest of this stuff will be any use to you. You've got to come to this place and say, I believe that the great God of heaven and earth who created the heaven and the earth, he's not created, he is the creator. Man doesn't create God, God created man. Man doesn't get to make a little statue and call that God Man doesn't get to define God and describe God and decide what God can and can't do, what God can command and not command. God created man, not the other way around. And God created the heaven, and he created the earth. And I I will not attempt to, to try to explain things that the Bible does not explain. But I will tell you, that when God created the earth, the earth was without form and the earth was void. That means that the earth was without function and it was without ability for life to exist. It was without form and it was without void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So 
Whatever that means. But the Bible says that the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So there was fluid on this thing. Because the Bible says darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So before God ever said, let there be light, there were waters. And there was darkness upon the face of the deep. In fact, if you look at the description of earth in Genesis 1 and 2, it's very similar to the way scientists would describe other planets. That they're, that they're void of life, without functionality. There are certain gases, there are certain, there are certain elements that are connected to those planets, but, but no life could ever exist on those planets. That's the way earth was, but God said, let there be light, and there was light. Oh, hallelujah. And that light filled the earth. And the Bible says in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God, all things were made by Him, without Him was not anything made that was made, in Him was life, the life was the light, so the, oh, I wish I could preach it like I feel it. When you look at the life of Jesus Christ and you see that sinlessness, that blamelessness, that innocence, that love, that kindness, that goodness, that purity, that was the life and that life was the light. So when God said, oh, I feel it, let there be light. That was the light that filled the earth. He did that before he created the sun, before he created the moon, and before he created the stars. We do not receive all of our light from the sun, the moon, and the stars. So when the sun, if the sun, and it doesn't happen because of the faithfulness of God, but if the sun ever chose not to rise in the morning, we would still have hope because our light is the life of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. So, so we've got this earth without form, without void. God says, let there be light. There was light. And God proceeds to order this earth over the next six days. On the seventh day, he rested. But in those six days, he created the earth. And he caused the earth to become a place where man could live. He prepared a place for man and woman, mankind, and, and caused the earth to abound. Now, man received this blessing from God as a gift. And he turned it over to the enemy, to the serpent. To the lowercase G-O-D, God of this world. Who the Bible calls the prince of the power of the air. And so that's why this world is so messed up like it is. Because the devil has been having his way in this earth for so long. And he's the prince of the power of the air. This earth is in a constant state of decline. Instead of people living, people are in a position of confronting uh, the matter of dying. And instead of things thriving, things 
have a, a tendency to, to dilapidate over time. And so it is with, with the way that the earth operates as so. But God prepared a place that man would be able to live again. Where man would be able to receive the gift of life from God again. Where man could have a clean slate. And so those who live on this earth now, you and I, we have a, we have a responsibility. We have a job. You know what our job is? Go tell it on the mountain. You know what our job is? Tell it in the valley low. You know what our job is? Go into the highways and into the byways and compel them to come and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to whosoever will, to the halt, to the blind, to the lame, to compel them to come, to let them know, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's talking about people that are in this earth that are suffering under the curse of this world. And there's so much hatred in this world. That comes from death and sin. Sin and death bring hatred into this world. There's so much envy in this world. That comes from sin and death. There's so much violence in this world. That comes from sin and death. There's so much betrayal in this world. That comes from sin and death. There's so much selfishness in this world. Comes from sin and death. All of that comes from sin and death. And so much pain, physical pain, mental pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain, all of that comes from sin and from death. But God, even from before the foundation of the world, He created the heaven and He created the earth. Oh, thank God. And so we thank the Lord for that. But we understand when you talk about heaven, he's talking about the sky. That's what it's referring to. It's referring to the, un, the, the unending sky. The fact that it goes on and on and on. And all you got to do is go to a planetarium sometime and see how far it goes. There is no end to it. There's no end to it. You know what Paul called it? He called it world without end. Hallelujah. See, that's, that's what I mean when I tell you there never should have been death. There never should have been death. And, and in fact, Adam and Eve should be alive right now in the prime of life being fruitful and multiplying. Absolutely. And you say, well, there's, there's, there's just not enough room for that many people. Do you realize what all God created? realize what all God created go down to the creation museum sometime and 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 look at and just just look at the the galaxies that 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 scientists have been able to lay their telescope upon and to to see they don't know the purpose of it they don't understand and God told Job that Job was trying to explain to those who were listening to him Uh, he was older than all of them and was wiser than all of them and he was explaining to them about certain constellations of the skies and and then God said Job since you know so much about these things why don't you tell me about them Because there are constellations that I created, and they do have a purpose. Now, I'm not standing up here tonight at Tree of Life Church on January 9th, 2019, telling you what the purpose of all those constellations are. But I am standing here telling you God has a purpose for them. He has a purpose for them, and he told us that he's going to prepare a place. 
Oh, yeah. And, and there's a reason man wants to go to the moon. There's a reason man wants to go to Mars. He's trying to go somewhere. He wants to get out of here is where he, what he wants to do. Man wants to get out of this world because he understands deep within his soul that there's something out there for me. And I'm going to tell you, I don't care what kind of rocket ships they built, doesn't matter what kind of colonies they try to establish, you can't get there on your own. There's one, 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 one way to God, baptized in Jesus' name. The reason why there's only one way to God, ladies and gentlemen, is because there is no man who can be holy enough to go to heaven. There's not one person that can be righteous enough to go to heaven. Your goodness can't take you there. Your righteousness can't take you there. Your holiness can't take you there. I'm unclean. I'm undone. I'm a man with unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people with unclean lips. There's only one way I can go to that heavenly city and that's the man Christ Jesus hallelujah hallelujah you got to understand this is a new place this isn't an old place this is a new Jerusalem old things will pass away all things will become new hallelujah see this is a new place For new creatures, not old creatures. You're not going to bring your old habits into this new place. You're not going to bring your disobedience into this place. You're not going to bring your rebellion into this place. You're not going to bring your hate and your animosity and your racism and your pride and your lusts and your vain desires. You're not going to bring that stuff in this place. This is going to be a place with no death. And no sorrow. And no pain. And that stuff will bring death, sorrow, and pain. And so God says, no, 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 no. Nobody's getting in there with that stuff. No, notice the Bible teaches us this. The Bible explains to us that that, that nobody's going to get into this place. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not clean. That's That's not ready for it. Listen to what he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God. And you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Verse number 8. Nay, you do wrong and defraud, and that your brethren know ye not? That the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners. They shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And before you start looking out over somebody here and say, "Mm, I told you, you're not going. Notice what he said. He said, such were some of you. But you, thank God, are washed. But you, thank God, are sanctified. But you, thank God, are justified. How? In the name of the Lord Jesus, by the Spirit of our God. 
Not by your own righteousness, not by your own works, not by your own ability or capability, but in the name of the Lord Jesus, by the Spirit of our God. That's how you're sanctified, justified, and washed. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. No, no. The righteousness that you have came directly from the Holy Ghost. It didn't come from your good intentions. It didn't come from your desires. It didn't come because you have willpower or you have excellent disciplinary ability to your flesh. No, it came because God is good. It came because He is merciful. It came because His tender mercies and His loving kindness are so rich they're so rich that's that's why that's the only way that's the only way you or I could ever make it to that city hallelujah if it were up to me in my goodness I've already lost that battle see see any sin in us will keep us from that city so I've already lost I've already missed I've already missed that opportunity I have, I have sin in my body, in my, in my soul, in my spirit that, that, that without the grace of God, that sin, that transgression would keep me from heaven. So, so a preacher comes along and says, repent. And see, see, I'm going to tell you something. We can't just gloss over that. And, and, and repentance doesn't mean, and I, you, I love it when people weep tears of remorse when they repent, but repent in its purest form means turn around. That's why some people can cry, cry, cry and never make any progress because they cry and think that means that they've repented. No, repentance means stop it and turn around and follow God. Hallelujah. And, and, and preachers have lost their, their, their unction, if you please. They've lost their backbone, so many. And they won't just get up in front of people and say, you've got to stop sinning. If you don't stop sinning, you won't go to heaven. Repent, repent, repent. What did John the Baptist preach when he came to this earth? He didn't come into this earth telling everybody how to be, to be able to, you know, I don't know, thrive in the stock market. He didn't come down into this earth trying to show people how to have high self-esteem and how to have greater self-confidence. He came into this world saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus is coming. And I want to tell you, that's the message of every God-fearing preacher. Repent because Jesus is coming. Repent because Jesus is coming. Repent because Jesus is coming. It's not a message of hate. It's a message of love. A message of hate is smiling at everybody, telling them you're perfectly fine, nothing to worry about, nothing to see here. As they head over a cliff, no, no, a message of love is Jesus is coming and there's hope for you. Hallelujah. Repent. Hallelujah. And be baptized. Every one of you. Now that's a big part of it, folks. Every one of you. Well, but you, you, you don't know what my background was. Every one of you. Yeah, but I got this experience and that experience. Every one of you. Yeah, but I don't see it that way. Every one of you. I don't know if I agree with that preacher. Every one of you. In the name 
Listen, we're not just picking a name out of a hat here. We're not just reaching into a hat full of names of historical figures who did really good things. No, no, no. There is only one name that has power over sin and over death and over hell and over the grave and over every disease. It's in that name that we're baptized. Every one of you in the name of, oh, hallelujah. I love to say the name because when I say the name, devils have to flee. I love to say the name because when I say the name, walls have to fall down flat. I love to say the name because when I say the name, hallelujah, those whose heads hang low lift up in new strength and new joy in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. For the remission of sins. That's when you are baptized into Christ. But then he said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's when Christ is filling you. See, that's what Jesus said in John 15. He said, if any man abide in me and I in him. That's Acts 2.38. Baptized in Jesus' name. That's us in Him. But you shall be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's Him in us. And that's the hope of glory. Hope of glory. This isn't a doctrinal dispute. This isn't some kind of a doctrinal squabble. This is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is heaven that we're talking about. And it's bigger than the sky. I mean, it's bigger than just the sky. You look up into the sky. Now, you and I can't see it because of Earth's atmosphere. Earth's atmosphere certainly creates a barrier, especially in the daytime. You you see it when the the night is darker. You you see, you don't even know what you're looking at. There's, folks, there's no end to it. Have you, have you ever went out and looked into the night sky and those stars are in the same configuration? Now as they were when you were five years old. You look out into that night sky. The next time the devil tells you God's not real, you walk back out into the night sky. And say, when I consider the heavens... The work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. In the name of Jesus, I'm not going to listen to the adversary. I'm not going to listen to the enemy of my soul. Because he has gone to prepare a place for me. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Now, this is what the, this is what the old songwriters used to say. The old songwriters used to say, there's a happy land of promise over in the great beyond. Where the saved of earth shall soon the glory share. Where the souls of men shall enter and live on forevermore. Everybody, hallelujah. Everybody, hallelujah. Everybody will be happy over there. 
Then they started singing the chorus. And they said, everybody will be happy, will be happy over there. We will shout and sing God's praises. Everybody will be happy over there. Hallelujah. They said, they're the ransomed of all ages. We'll be singing around the throne in that land where no one ever knows a care. And the Christians of all nations will join in the triumph song. Everybody will be happy. I said, everybody will be happy over there. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You won't run into a thief over there. There's no stealing in that city. You won't run into a murderer over there. There's no killing in that city. You won't find cancer over there. There's no sickness in that city. You won't lose a loved one over there. There's no death in that city. Nobody's going to betray you. Nobody's going to stab you in the back. Nobody's going to backbite you. No sorrow in that city. This arthritis you feel will be gone. That pain in your lumbar, gone. That migraine that keeps resurfacing, gone. Oh, hallelujah. That emotional grief and sorrow that you can't get away from, it dogs you when you wake up in the morning and haunts you when you try to go to bed at night. Gone! Because there'll be no pain in that city. Hallelujah. I don't know what you're up against on this earth, but turn your eyes. Turn your eyes to the heavenly prize. I'm looking heavenward. I'm looking heavenward. I'm going to a city. Oh, hallelujah. Notice, notice what Moses said. Notice what Moses said in Deuteronomy. Hallelujah. Chapter 10. Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 13. To keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes which I command thee this day. Here it is. For thy good. Behold the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord's thy God. The earth also with all that therein is. Notice what was said in 1 Kings chapter 8 and verse 27 by Solomon. 1 Kings chapter 8 and verse 27, this is his prayer in the new temple of the Lord. Notice what he said in the word of the Lord. 1 Kings 8 and verse 27. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold the heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house that I have built it. There's a heaven. And there's a heaven of heavens. I don't know how many of them there are. I just know there's one he created in the beginning. And I don't know which one that one is. But I know that that not even the heaven 
nor the heaven of all the heavens can contain our God. Oh, hallelujah. So if you think I'm going to get all bent out of shape over what goes on down here on earth, you have sorely mistaken. If you think I'm going to quit serving God because of what somebody said to me, you have sorely mistaken. If you think, if you think for one moment of time that I'm going to let the devil tell me that, that, that the salvation of God is not sure, you have sorely mistaken. This is my hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That is the hope. That is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One One thing have I desired of the Lord. And that one thing will I seek after. If I don't get all the money I wanted, so be it. If I don't get all the fame I think I deserve, whatever. If I don't get the validation from people I wish I could get, doesn't matter. If this or that doesn't work out to my liking. It doesn't matter because there's only one thing that I've desired of the Lord. And there's only one thing that I will seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord. And to inquire in His temple. That's it. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. You can take this whole world, but give me this, this, this right here. One thing. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 I wonder if we could lift up our hands to the Lord right now and praise His name. Come on, let's lift Him up in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, let's worship Him in this house. Let's worship Him in this house. Blessed be His holy name. Blessed be His holy name. Blessed be His holy name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, I worship you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. 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 What a day that will be. Thank you, precious Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be his name. Come on, church. Let's worship him right now. Let's worship him right now. Come on, I need some folks to get their eyes off of what they're going through right now and realize that we're going to a city. We're going to a city not made with hands, not made with men's hands, whose builder and maker is God. He built this city. He established this city. Blessed be His holy name. Blessed be His holy name. Woo! Blessed be His holy name.
Come on, that's it. Bless the name of the Lord. Come on, bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. What a day. Glorious day that will be. What a day that will be. With my Jesus, I shall see.